Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mongolian Adventures podcast, a place for stories about Mongolia for adventurous kids. Get comfortable, snuggle in, and let's begin. Let's begin. The land outside Minjin's window was blurred by the speed of their tires. Her head hit the roof of the car as they bumped up and down across the road, swerving to miss potholes and cracks in the uneven terrain. This was the longest and farthest she had ever gone in a car, and while she knew it was helping them get there faster, she couldn't quite shake her fear of the whole vehicle going crashing off the road. She thought of her mom spending her day in the comforts of Narantol Market, visiting their neighbors and making dinner in their shoebox. Her mom had told her before she left on her home search that they would always be connected, no matter how far away she traveled. She had promised that her love for Minjin was like a ribbon, tying their hearts together and growing no matter how far they were apart. It helped her to think of that picture in these moments, when she was in the in-between of one new place and the unknown of another adventure. So much of these days were unfamiliar. It was thrilling and interesting and exciting, but also a little bit scary and worrisome. Each day, Minjin had to wake up and decide to be brave, to explore and learn and ask questions, instead of turning around and taking the first car back to Ulaanbaatar and her mom. Her days with the documentary film crew were almost finished. Nina, Jill, and Tim had asked her to come along to their last spot and then they would head back to UB and the airport to fly home. Minjin still wasn't sure what she would do when they left. Go with them? Go somewhere else? She had been searching for a home and a place to be herself. But so far, she just knew she had to keep looking. Maybe their next stop would give her some more ideas, or even be the perfect home for her. Hustai. She said the name in her mind and let it tumble around. It was a beautiful name for a place. Hustai Nuru. It meant birch mountains, which also seemed like something to look forward to seeing. A national park that was well known throughout the world. That's what Jill had said last night at dinner. The film crew had filled Minjin in on all of the things they were hoping to see, and what a unique spot it was. After traveling for a few hours, Minjin almost missed that they had arrived. She had been looking out the window, watching the landscape, and expecting some clear sort of entrance. But then she noticed the car slowing down, and the film crew packing up their bags and starting to chat about where they would head first. There was a small wooden sign to the right announcing their location as Hustai National Park. The green mountains sloped out in front of them and the park stretched out in various directions. Jill motioned them forward and said, All right, folks, we've made it to our last stop on our tour of Mongolia. We have arranged to meet a guide here, so we just need to wait until we can meet up with them, and then we'll get started on our day of shooting for the documentary. Everyone nodded, and Minjin walked over to Jill as they sat down to wait, setting their backpacks on the grassy ground. Hi, Jill. I wanted to check in about today and how I can help, Minjin said. Is there anything in particular you want me to focus on? Jill smiled and motioned Minjin towards her. As you know, we are really hoping to see and talk to some of the famous Taki horses. That's our top priority. 
So if you can help us find them and help them be comfortable talking on camera with us, that would be a huge help. Minjin nodded and said, I will do my best. I've never spoken to a horse up close before, but in these past few days, I have met and talked to a lot of animals I've never seen before, so I'm getting better at it. At that moment, a small tiny jeep came zooming up the, through the grass, catching them all off guard with its speed and intensity. Minjin was sure it wasn't going to be able to stop in time and tried to move out of the way, fearing she would be run over and become a mouse pancake in about 10 seconds. The gray jeep hit a rounded lump in the grass and came flying over to where the film crew and Minjin were sitting, the mouse driving the jeep smiling as he slammed on the brakes and careened to a stop. Nina stood with her mouth hanging open, Tim looked stunned, and Jill was still trying to stand up from where she had fallen over. Minjin was trying not to laugh at the scene before her, even as she too was shocked by this tiny mouse's entrance. Howdy, y'all, the mouse exclaimed, brushing dust off of his brown pants as he jumped out of the jeep and slammed the door shut. You must be the group of foreign camera people. He smiled at this pronouncement, obviously looking forward to their own excited response. Rather than offend him, Minjin rushed forward to greet him enthusiastically, knowing the film crew was still trying to recover from their fright and dismay. Hello, hello, we are the film crew and I'm Minjin, their Mongolian helper, she said, reaching out her hand to shake his. This is Nina, Tim, and Jill. The other mice started nodding, obviously trying to let their brains catch up with the conversation now that they weren't about to be run over. A delight, the mouse said, shaking everyone's paws with fervor. I'm Rinchen and I'll be your guide to the wonders of Hustai. Welcome aboard. At this, Renchen motioned towards his jeep, obviously wanting them all to put their bags and bodies into the jeep. Do we have far to go? Minjin asked, sensing her teammates' reluctance to let Renchen drive them anywhere in the park. Oh, just a bit, he said. I'll get you guys to the gear camp so you can drop off your stuff, then we'll make a plan for where to go so you can start filming. It will all be ready in a jiffy. Minjin motioned to her friends to follow her into the jeep as she opened the door and tried to pull herself into it. The steps were high and her legs weren't quite long enough for her to step into the jeep easily. She had to sort of jump, falling halfway into the seat as she went and trying not to giggle at herself as she landed on her backpack. They all got situated in the jeep and looked at each other nervously as Renchen turned the key and started the car. Soon they were off, bouncing over the bumps of the land and trying not to bounce right out of the car. Thirty minutes later, the mice had dropped their stuff off in a gear and were back in the jeep, buckling their seatbelts as they got ready to head deeper into the national park. The park has been a specially protected area since 1993, Renchen explained as he put the car into reverse and started to drive. We have been one of the homes of the reintroduced Tahi horses since 1992. That's what we are famous for, and the reason why you and most people come to visit. We'll start today by visiting them, and then see what other animals might be up for a visit later on. Minjin recalled from Jill's earlier introduction that the Tahi were Mongolian wild horses that had become endangered. This meant that there were very few of them left, and they had been in danger of dying out completely. A few of the horses had been caught and taken to Europe and the United States, where they lived in zoos and special places for animals. 
Scientists worked to help them grow in number again, and eventually, in the 1990s, there had been enough horses that they had tried to reintroduce them to the wild in places like Hustai. The program was a success, and now there were Tahi horses living and growing in the Mongolian wild again. Minjin peered out of the jeep as they bumped along, looking out at the park and trying to spot the famous horses that everyone was so anxious to see. There, there, shouted Nina from the other side of the jeep. Everyone spun in their seats to look where she pointed her paw and moved her camera to capture. Renshin slowed the jeep as they pulled closer and then motioned for the mice to follow him as he jumped down and began to walk. As they began to move toward the horses, she could see their beautiful brown coats gleaming under the sun. The film crew was quiet as they moved, hoisting their cameras on their shoulders and doing their best to film as they walked. The horses raised their heads as the mice came near. Hello, who goes there? called one of the horses. It's me, Renchen, their guide replied. I've brought some friends from other countries to meet you. The horse shook his head with a laugh. <laughs> Renchen, you've got to stop parading us around like some sort of strange celebrity. We're just horses living in the wild, the horse said, shaking his head in something of a laugh. Renchen laughed back, protesting. But you said it yourself, your horses living in the wild of Mongolia. That's rare. He turned to the mice. Friends, this is Dashbatter. He, as you can see, has a sense of humor about visitors. But I trust he will be kind and welcoming to you. He smiled a bit as he said this, daring Dashbatter to contradict him. Dashbatter so simply looked up from the grass he was grazing on and motioned with his head towards the rest of the herd a little further behind him. Let's get you some footage, my curious mice friends. I don't think we're very interesting, but let's see what you can find out. Two hours later, the sun was beginning to set, causing a golden glow over the mountain behind them. Minjin found herself standing next to Dashbatter as Nina, Tim, and Jill moved around the herd of horses, filming them and asking them a variety of different questions. Minjin had helped with the first few interviews, but then Jill had mentioned she could take a break, and here she was, unsure of what to say. Dashbatter seemed happy to keep munching grass, flicking away flies with his ears. He glanced at her and broke their peaceful silence. Do you like traveling with them? He asked, looking at the film crew as they scurried around the grass. Yes, I have enjoyed it, Minjin said. I've never traveled like this before, and they've been very welcoming in letting me travel with them and help when I can. It's been nice to have some friends. Were you alone before you met up with them? He asked, his head still down towards the grass. I was, Minjin replied. I've been searching for my future home and job. So far, I haven't found a good fit for me. Then I met Nina, and she invited me along. And now I'll go back to continue looking, I guess. Dashbatter turned to look at her, chomping grass with his large teeth. I can't imagine having to live or travel alone. I would go crazy. We are made to be together, to be with our friends and family, to eat together, travel together, do everything together. It's how we survive. Minjin shrugged. I lived with my mom before, 
but mice don't necessarily have to live with others. Plus, I think it might drive me a little crazy to always be around the same people. Don't you get mad at the other horses sometimes? He laughed. <laughs> if there's one thing that is for sure, it's that if you live in a community of any kind, you are going to get mad. We all drive each other up the hills sometimes. We argue, we do things that make each other furious. We don't always like each other. That's just life. But what do you do when you're mad at one of the herd? Minjin asked. How do you keep doing things together and stay in the same community? Don't you want to leave? Dashbadar considered this. I'm sure sometimes there are horses who want to leave, he said. But why run away when we can solve our problems? Conflict happens, but it doesn't have to last. It doesn't have to break us. He paused to bend his neck low, bringing his eyes down towards Minjin's level. Do you know the word empathy? Minjin shook her head. No, I've never heard that word before. Empathy means being able to think about how someone else feels. Humans say it's being able to put yourself in another person's shoes. But we Tahi don't wear shoes. That doesn't really work as a saying for us. I like to say it's thinking about how and where my fellow horse has walked. How did it feel for them? What did they see? What did they feel? What are they thinking? Minjin watched the kindness in Dashbatar's eyes as he grew serious. We joke about being celebrities and guests who come to see us, but we came very close to not existing anymore. We can't waste our chance at growing as a herd because we are mad that Bolt ate the good grass or because Eerden accidentally stepped on someone's hoof. If we let every conflict or fight break our relationships, we would never have a chance to grow stronger as a community. We wouldn't be able to grow as the Tehi and play our special role in the world as wild horses. We have to heal when we fight. We have to choose to have empathy and think about how the other horse feels, to consider their feelings and our own feelings. Does that make sense? He asked. It does, Minjin said. It's beautiful. I hope wherever I end up living and working that I can be with other mice who know how to have empathy. Dashbatter looked up at the sunset. The great thing about empathy is that it's possible for everyone. Humans, mice, horses, that annoying squirrel down the way. He laughed. We all need to be empathetic and to receive empathy. It's the core of who we are as living beings, to know and to know others. That's the heart of relationships. So tomorrow, when you say goodbye to your friends, you can tuck that into your suitcase. No matter where you go, Minjin, empathy will have its place. It will make you a better mouse. The golden sky stretched out before them, and quiet came back. They stood there and watched the famous Tehi of Mongolia, a mouse and a horse. Empathy, Minjin thought. She added it to her mental list of what she was learning and what she was looking for. Onward.
Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mongolian Adventures podcast. You can find more information about the podcast as well as lesson plans for educators at www.mongolianadventurespodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Mongolian Adventures Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Mongolian ADV Pod. We'd love for you to draw a picture or create artwork based off of today's story. Send us your pictures at mongolian.adventures.podcast at gmail.com and maybe you'll see it featured on our social media. Until next time! May your adventures be big and your dreams even bigger.